ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man who's wearing a tie. And I can't remember the last time I've seen you wearing a tie, to be completely honest. Will, aka I, am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this late Monday evening? I'm doing fine. How are you? You know, as as Maddie Rums knows as well, because he got his in the mail, I'm wearing my new Halo Infinite t-shirt. It's available on uh, gear.xbox.com. Ooh. Yeah, they have a new uh they have new stuff on the store, which is pretty fucking awesome. Speaking of merch, Halo yes. merch, yes. uh Jinx has a Halo clearance. So yeah. The old stuff you can get like five dollar t shirts. Oh yeah. If you're interested. They got some old esports stuff on there too. Yep. Good. So definitely give it a give it a peeksy peek. But no, I'm doing well. Thank it's you good. for asking. Work was uh productive. It was a productive day. Yeah. Yeah. Which was good. Sometimes you know, it was just it was good to be in the groove, jamming out to some uh, to be honest with you, I was listening to Final Fantasy 14 music all day. Like no joke. But it was good like to just zone out to and get some work done. Nice. So yeah, it's a good day. Um what I forgot to mention was this is episode 78. For the week of June 18th, 2019. Don't worry. I got it. It's right there. We're back. It's all good. Hey, Will, I got yeah. a question for you. What, what's up? Do you want to know what's coming up on this week's show? What do we got? First and foremost, we talk about some games that we've been playing. Because uh, I don't know about you, Will, but I played a decent amount of games, which is surprising. Uh, we talk about some news. There's a few news stories, a couple bigger ones to talk about. Tournaments are announced. There's a metric butt ton. Of tournament announcements that are taking place. And Will and I put our tinfoil hats on. Because uh, while we are an esports-centric podcast, we wanted to ride that hype train a little bit longer for the uh, Halo Infinite trailer that came out during E3. We're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on that. Give our little personal opinions, our potential hot takes on it. We'll have to wait and see. But before we get into any of that, Will... We're not actually going to start off with the segment we always start the show off with. Instead, we got some housekeeping. First and foremost, Will, I know you're excited about this. I'm excited about this. Everybody should be excited about this. Halo Bowl 3 is officially happening. And you best believe we are going to come in hot and attempt to win the whole thing. Will... Tell the people about Halo Bowl 3. All right. So um, for those interested, the link will be provided within the Google Doc of the show notes. Um, and I'll just read what uh, Duststorm has posted over on, is it Tiltify.com? Anyway, um, it says Halo Bowl is an annual tournament hosted by notable podcast within the Halo community. Over the past three years, we've raised $7,500 for Gamers Outreach. This year's goal is another 4K to support another go-kart being made under the guise of friendly competition. On June 22nd at 5 p.m., seven podcasts will fight for the Halo Bowl title. HCS Pro Talk, Drunken Halo, Podtacular, Podcast Evolved, Halo Conversationalist, Gaming Under Fire, and The Captain's Report. The um, charity campaign started on May 22nd, 2019, and it will end following Halo Bowl June 23rd, 2019. I'm pretty excited for it. 
I'm very have, excited for it. We have our roster of uh, Mr. JK, Fire Insomniac. I'm over here. Um, hey. My gamer tags, I am the Mr. Mayhem. I know it's drawn out, but Mayhem's just not available anywhere. Actually, oh my God, I, d- I should have included this in the note, in the, in the nose, in the news. Um, now you can actually update your Xbox gamer tag to anything you want. Right now? Yeah, right now. So they, they're doing the same. Um, well, I guess I'll just go. Um, they're doing, they're doing the same thing Battle.net does. Um, where if somebody has the same gamer tag as you or that you want, they add numbers to the end. So realistically, you could right now, uh, go, I'll, I'll actually, I'll make a point to include this in the show notes. If you're, if anybody's interested, there's a website you can go to. Um, it's official. It's a, it's an official Xbox website and you are a, Will, are you looking up right now? Yeah. Yeah. By all means. Um, and what you can do is you can enter in a gamer tag that you want. And then if it's already taken, uh, numbers will be added to the end. In which case, like I said, it does basically the same thing that Battle.net does. Um, in which, uh, in which case, some games it may show the number, uh, just a heads up. But yeah, you could realistically have any gamer tag you want now. So I thought about just switching to JK Fire because it is what I am on Battle.net. Um, and I do like just the moniker of it. It just sounds a little bit better. But I do love Insomniac games as well because they made Ratchet and Clank. But yeah, we'll see. But the option's out there. The option's out there. Did you find it, Will? Yes. I think I did. I'm. Are you checking right now to see about your tag? Are you changing it right now? I can't remember my fucking password. Oh. <laughs> Riverinos, bro. Um. But yeah. I'm in. <laughs> okay, Will is in. You were making a point, though. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I interrupted you. It, uh, you were stating yes. your tag. So Go ahead. I'm sorry. I am the Mr. Mayhem. JK yes. Fire Insomniac. We yes. have... Heavy rainfall. We do. From Midwest Esports fame. Yes. I don't know what his gamer tag is, though. Is it heavy rain? Just heavy it's rainfall? heavy rainfall. Perfect. Yep. And then we have Brian Makes Games. Indeed. From Nether Realms. From Nether Yes. Yes. What a freaking rock star. What a fucking rock star. What a fucking roster. Yeah. Let's go. What a fucking roster mania we're going to get to later in the show. Boom, 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 boom. But yeah, Halo Bowl 3. Get hyped. I'm fucking excited. It's going to be great. Um... We hope you guys can tune into the stream as well. It's going to be streamed over on Mudcat's channel um, on Mixer. So go ahead and tune into that. Um, Will, we need to get some practice in this week. And uh, I know one of our uh, hotly anticipated competitors is going to be on another roster. Um, the one oh. and only Scud Puddle. Yep. And the... Oh, man. What, oh, wait, hold up. Who was it? Um, Podcast Evolved? Yeah, it was Podcast Evolved. They tweeted at us, and they, they they were talking about how maybe it's time for like getting shit on to go the other way or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I like replied back with, "We'll just have to wait and see." Yes, <laughs> you know. Um, but no, it's for those who don't know. Scud and I have like a back and forth. We're good. We're good friends. It's all in good fun. Um, and. They're talking. Someone said something about we don't. Mudcat said something about bring the tea bagging, and oh. I said the tea bagging is only reserved for Tasman. So <laughs> <laughs> you best he's believe. not playing. What? I think he has a whole different roster, and he's not in. What? So Daddy Tracks has to be in then, right? Let me uh, let me let me see what we got because the rules are a podcast host has to be on the roster. 
Do, 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 do. Also, I guess we should say who our subs are as well. Yes. So, uh, our two subs include the one and only Paul Shee, Pula. Also, did you see the picture that he tweeted at us? No. Oh my God. You would have gotten the best kick out of this. Gosh, I need to, mm, I was so busy today. It's okay. I understand. Work is work. Uh, Go to our Twitter. I'm sorry if you guys hear all this clicking in the background. This is important shit. (laughs) Trying to do work here. (laughs) Go to the Twitter. Go to um, our mentions and look for Paul She's tweet. Let's just say that you're going to especially enjoy this. And our second sub is none other than the host of HCS Weekly, Shyway, the man himself. So yeah, in the event we need a sub, one of those two will take, will uh, hop in and it'll be a good time. So yeah, tune into Mudcat stream Saturday, starts at 4 p.m. Central Time. Yes. And we definitely hope to take the win, just like we did last time. In the unofficial, like, Halo Bowl 2.5. Yeah. But we still won. We did. A win's a win, and I'm going to take that win. Yeah, all day. Yes. Did you find the mention yet? <laughs> the Rock? No, no, that, no, no. That, that, was, one? that was Tasman. Did you see Paul She's? Oh. Wait, wait. It's a little bit lower, I think. You, you, you'll get a kick out of it as soon as you see it. I promise you. It's the Foo Fighters. It's the Foo Fighters. Did you see what they said? Pula, are you ready? <laughs> what? Is it a, is that a city? Th- it must be. Or a vet? A it venue? must oh, be. Oh, that's hilarious. It is great, isn't it? <laughs> he just comments, I'm not. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. Oh, that's great. It's like the Foo Fighters listened. So, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they listen oh, to definitely. our Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. God. They love us, you know? Oh, man. Yep, sure. Dave Grohl? Yeah. What you, whatever you say. He idolizes us. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We idolize him. I mean, I'm the one with his tattoo on my arm. You so. are. Yep. You are. <laughs> just but saying. he has a matching one. Y- yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Enough of the Foo Fighters talk. Um, last piece of housekeeping. Community playdates will return Friday, June 28th. Indeed. Every And then they'll occur every Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central. We will attempt to keep that schedule. Yes. And Marmar, I saw that you're interested in joining in. You should join in. It's going to be a fun time. We got to play more Halo 5. We d- That's this week, for sure. We're getting the squad together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is for sure happening. More I community play dates. Halo 5. Josh is not All right, okay. Will. All right. Josh let's let's not, not okay. get ahead of ourselves. I'm uh, just kidding. No, that's perfectly fine. Hey, hashtag road to 152. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Did you see what I put in Discord? Uh, the like list of how long it would take or whatever? No. So uh, Justin, Justin LaFleche put on, uh, like he posted his list mm-hmm. on like what he, how long it's going to take. And then along with like a little workout routine after every game, yeah. which is pretty fucking cool. Um, so I calculated it. And if I did 100,000 XP per day, which is realistically like a couple hours like total of game time. Yeah. Because you get around nine to 10,000 per eight to nine minute game. Okay. So it's a couple hours or so. If I did that and I did it every day starting like tomorrow or today or tomorrow, I would be done at the end of August, 2020. Just in time. Yep. Be a little over a year. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. That's rough. We'll just have to wait and see. (laughs) <laughs> anything's possible will don't let your dreams be dreams um 
<laughs> we have gone so off the rails and the show hasn't technically even fucking started yet. Okay, without further ado, Will, what do we always start the show off with? Rostermania! All right, it's Rostermania. For those who don't know, this is where I mess up gamer tags that we found around... <laughs> The uh, internet. You know what that sounded like to me? What? Totally off the rails again. You, that, what you just said, like, sounded like the intro to Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> <laughs> it is Rostermania, you know, where Will messes up the names and the points don't matter. Yep. Like, that's what it basically yes, sounded like. Teams that have formed, and I cannot pronounce names, it's a fun time. Let's get into it. Uh, first off, the Face It Ignite Halo European Open teams and squads on this list that is google doc we'll go through full teams we'll start with this this is we have demonica esports viable manatee shoddy the doggy ep shook evil pander and ducky kg next team is maka esports if you don't know them by now it's warlord havoc looney squashy and uh the coach's organs we have demonica purple this is double xl flash jesus and fidgets we have Endangered Esports, Dash, Kazi, Niji, and Vinicle. We have a no-name team, which includes Cerberus, Nightsea, Mysterion. Here, here's one. Bidey? We're going to go with that. And then uh, the coach is Hyperactive. Uh, next team is Mazer, which is Flames, Fusion, Haulers, and Snakey. Moving on to the partial team list. No team names, but the first one is Xanti and uh, CK Sned. Next one is Legend and Plumbus. Next team we have is uh, Colossi, um, Malzi, and Linz, or Lindsay. And the last team, Impact, Kenneth, and Benjamin. Still a good name. Moving on to the free agents. We have Wheezy, Mysterion, Ego, Cerberus, Viking, Kazi. I thought he just said it was on a team. Um, Creep, Creepeasy, Noth, M2, Fusion, Fluxy, Sheezy, Ollie J, VFL, Nej, which I thought he was on a team as well. Uh, maybe this needs to be updated, but looks like continuing, it. we have Snipeball, Ghost Wave, Convict and DC1RB. Please help me out there. Good lord. And that's all I got for the Face it Ignite list. Very nice. And then the other thing that I have listed there you don't need to read because it's on that list. Perfect. It was Mazer Gaming, which I already said. Yes. And that does it for Roster Mania this week. Thank you, Will. Phenomenal job, as always. And without further ado, it's time for God, another game's watch. Will, we actually have a couple things this week. Yeah. We do. Both of which we both watched. Amazing. So, without further ado, congratulations to 100 Thieves on winning the Call of Duty World League Anaheim event and back to back. It's crazy. They're looking like a dominant force. They are looking, they're honestly looking to me like Optic used to. 
Yeah. In in the COD scene. Yep. And right now, they look like a Tox in Halo. Like, they, they look completely dominant. Nobody can touch them. The conviction that they had in that last win last night was just, they proved they're on that other level. And a shout out to Enable. Yes. Coming from Halo. Exactly. Back to back again. Killing yeah. it. Crazy. Yep. And think about that. Like, he was around... He was around way, way back, okay? And he's still competing at the highest level in a different game and just won back-to-back championships. Possible. Just keep at it. Exactly. Keep that grind up. It's all it's about awesome. that grind. And then um, another thing, I didn't put it in here, but Enigma 6 getting top six. Frosty on that roster. Congratulations to him as well. Um, And a couple big notable things that happened during this tournament. Envy got knocked out really early. Evil Geniuses got knocked out really early. Um, Optic Gaming got third. That was very unexpected. Shout out to Gen G. Did very well. Like in that Optic matchup. Very surprising. Um, they couldn't do much against 100 Thieves in the grand final, but against that Optic roster, that was crazy. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of upsets that took place during that event. And then finally, the big thing too is that congratulations to Axe on winning Smash Summit number eight repping will's main in smash yeah so this was a melee tournament but we play ultimate but axe played pikachu he's a pikachu main it's the first time yep first First time time a pikachu main has won a um, super major yeah i think yeah um no it was incredible and i couldn't have asked for a better grand final considering he went up against wizardrobe um who again played captain falcon who again we shouted out on like a couple episodes ago, I think, yep. because he had just won a tournament. And that was the first time in a very long time that a Captain Falcon has won. So it was just an awesome, awesome um, grand final that happened there. And then as Silo said as well, um, yeah, it was Silos, right? Yeah, as Silo said, the young blood coming in, it's exactly what this was. It, it was just awesome. It was really awesome to see. And Axe was crying. At the end of that, it was a very emotional. He said event. he had, you know, it's something he had worked for so hard for so long yep. to get that. I guess it, I'm sure it was a huge relief that he finally made it. Exactly. Yep. Now he's in that upper echelon. Um, so it was just really good to see. Yeah, that's all I got. Which means that's it for COD and other games. Watch. And now it's time for Will's Adventures Within the Halovers. Another game store. Will you play this week? Do you have fun doing that? Is it like, I mean, you just gotta be, you're like, you're shaking. You're just going, wait, just wait till we get that video show going. This is gonna be oh. fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> What'd you play, Will? Um, so I played some PUBG again. I'm, I've still been playing. Did you complete your... Oh, no, we haven't had time to do okay. that. All right. But it's going to happen eventually. Absolutely. Um, played some Destiny 2. Whoa. Redownloaded it. Whoa, dude, Destiny 2. Okay. Um, started the, um, what is it? Whatever of Opulence. Season of Opulence. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yep, the new one. Um, went back and did some of the Black Armory stuff. Okay. I just started the Black Armory. Um, yeah, it's a lot of 
go kill Hive here with this weapon. And right. Go over. I would. I would skip. I would only do. Opulence. The season of opulence. I wouldn't bother with the other two. There's. So, it seems like there's some story there. Okay. With the uh, black armory, I can understand that. So I'm kind of curious. So I'm sure. I, I just want to. See what There's that's also all about. YouTube videos. That's true. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, it, there is a lot of grindy natures to those two seasons in particular. Yep. So, um, yeah, just started going through that. I wanted something. I threw some music on, and just chilled and played. Very nice. Um, and then I also played some Halo Five. All right, felt like shooting some things. The sh- the shooty McShooties. I got a, I got a sick snipe clip on um Plaza. That I was really proud of. So it should be, I think I, I, cl- I hope it saved it. I hope it saved too. Because it was like, um, it was just an angle I didn't expect. And I just looked and like hit the shot. That's awesome. And it just like, Doesn't I was like, whoa, so that, good. like, I just did that. Mm-hmm. That felt great. Yep. And then it's I whipped up. on a bunch of other shots. But you know, <laughs> I got the one. You're got- feeling yourself after that one. You're like, I'm going to go for some other ones. Yep. But yeah, I got the one. It felt Hell good. Yeah. Um. I I, realized, I only played quick play because it was one of those days where I just didn't feel top notch. Sure. And I'm like, I'm not going to go into ranked. And, you just wanted to hop into some games. Yeah, I just, uh, I didn't feel like my shot was on and I'm glad that I didn't hop into ranked because I had some good ones, but it was, it was bad otherwise. And I felt like there was a lot of high tier talent that I was playing against in quick play. So maybe I went to ran into that in... Sure. You know, my diamond or not, I keep, I keep saying diamond because I want to be there so good, but my platinum mid plats. You're diamond at heart. Yeah. I'm got a heart of diamonds, Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I hopped into anything else. I signed in to see a thieves to get, Same the, here. to get the halo thing. It looks pretty sweet. The only thing I'm not happy about is they don't have matching, um, wheels, anchors, or cannons. Oh. So like you have the the figurehead, the sails, and the paint on the yep, boat, yep. but I don't really have anything else that goes with like for those. Items. Would the stock color I just mean, not work? I mean, you you can, but it's kind of cool to have the extra stuff. I was gonna say I I would have stock colors because I'm a scrub who doesn't <laughs> play that game. So it's like, do you still have it downloaded? I do. Well, I re-downloaded it because I took care of my uh, data cap limit. Oh yeah. Yep. We I I don't know if. We got to get you sailing. Got to get me sailing. So you know how to like I'm handle the sail away with me. <laughs> handle the ropes and whatnot. Sure. And then I think you would enjoy arena with friends. Like not like it it gets sweaty. What would my role be? I mean, you could be someone that jumps on the islands and digs up chests cuz so some so, there's some different strategies to arena, right? You can um have a person who's just on an island digging up chest. Sure. You can have a person trying to board other ships or and then you have one person manning um the wheel sails and another another person to like repair bucket and then help with sails, anchor, all sure. that stuff. Yeah. Um so depending on it all depends on how the it starts out yeah how the engagement goes yeah because you can start a game with like five different maps with treasure chests on them and you have you know the four boats or you can start with one treasure map and all boats go towards one island and it's just craziness well fuck so um 
it, it really depends on what kind of crew you get together. I know if we played with Dom, he's a big, he drives the boat. That's what he likes to do. Um, In wrong directions. You know, sometimes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Apparently, I just give really bad directions. So whatever. I know if we, I know if we play with Nick, he yeah. is. He's he's the PvP guy. He wants to go board other ships and shoot Full at board, things. Yeah, he's he's uh, um, Leroy Jenkins. Go try to like run in and after people. Oh, That's God. him. Um, I like to go board ships too, but I, I feel like I'm more. I try to be strategic. I'm not just like, oh, there's a ship. I'm gonna shoot myself over. You're more methodical in your approach. I, I try to be. Um, sometimes Using those I, Halo strats. Sometimes I go off the rails. And I'm like, I'm gonna get these fuckers because it's okay. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that we, you know, you need someone to go on islands, dig up chests. Um, the one really cool feature that I like is they have the harpoons now. Sure. Um, I don't know if they don't call them the harpoons, but it's pretty much what they are. And you can actually like, if someone brings a chest to the shore and your boat's parked, you can just shoot yeah, the you chest can shoot and bring it in. or the person. You can shoot the person back on too. That's actually kind of cool. So it's, I uh, did not know that. yeah, it's a quick, easy way to get up, get going. Okay. Um, I feel like there's some people that are tryhards and they're sweaty. Oh yeah, but if that you go into it, game. if you go into it with a mindset like, oh, we're just gonna try and do what we can. Yeah, um, it's, it's it can be fun. Awesome. Otherwise, the story mode's pretty good. I've only gotten a few things in. Um, I've gotten I went through them pretty quick thanks to guides. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Because like, it, honestly, like I don't want to sit there looking for an island that's referenced partially in a book that. It's going to take me an hour just to sail to the three different islands that this item might be on. Yeah, it takes a while to get there. So No, I agree. But it's it's good. It's fun. Yeah, I logged in but, to get that but, shit. <laughs> but now that we... Like, you got to rep the Halo stuff and see a Thieves, right? Oh, yeah. So... The only like, reason why I logged in... I gotta. I to feel like I got to get sailing again just to be like, yeah, I'm part of the Halo crew, you know? <laughs> <laughs> rep Halo and see a Thieves. Brand awareness. Get Halo out there in front of other people. We're going to get HCS Pro Talk in Sea of Thieves. We're just painted on the side of the boats. Fuck yeah. <laughs> just kidding. It's not happening. But right. hey, man can dream. All right, Josh, we've gone. We've, we're going on here. What did you play this week? I played Final Fantasy XIV. I got my mount. I'm happy. I'm riding a little chocobo. Okay. Uh, I played Elder Scrolls Blades on my phone because I'm still playing that. I played Cadence of Hyrule, which is the Crypt of the Necrodancer cross Legend of Zelda game on the Switch, and it's awesome, and the beats are dope. Highly recommend it. Um, I played some of the new LEGO expansion in Forza Horizon 4. It is awesome. Like, surprisingly awesome. And Will, I'm going to blow your goddamn mind. Is there a radio station? There is. That plays Everything is Awesome constantly? The only song that plays is that one. Yes. And I tested it by keeping it on for three songs, and it is only that song. Everything is awesome! I fucking hate when that song comes on. (laughs) It's on constantly. (laughs) You could just turn the radio station? I just turn the radio off. Oh, sure. I usually have something on in the background. Uh, when I'm racing, but no, it's, it's really, really fun. Um, it has its separate area. So the expansions on a separate area completely. And, um, since a lot of it is Lego based, which I was very surprised about a lot more of the area is destructible than initially thought. Oh yeah. Interesting. It's very cool. And 
the attention to detail on the Lego cars that you can that you can drive. When you crash, pieces of Lego pop off your car, which is really fucking cool. Um, so I attempted to play a lot of these, like a couple of these things are issues that happened, but I tried to play Halo Wars 2 on PC. Tried to. Reason being is, so with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you get Xbox Game Pass on console and on PC and Xbox Live Gold. Okay? Yep. I am a subscriber. Halo Wars 2 is a Play Anywhere title. I bought it physically when it released on the Xbox One. Okay? Physical titles do not count with Play Anywhere. But DLC does. Okay, so if you purchase DLC, it's purchased digitally. Mm-hmm. Play Anywhere. Okay? Halo Wars 2 is a part of Xbox Game Pass on PC. So, I installed it. It shows that I own the DLCs, the Season Pass and the Awakening the Nightmare expansion, but I cannot install them on PC. So, the base game's there, but all of my purchased DLC that is digital, which it shows that I own on PC, I cannot install on PC. Other people have reported these issues as well. I have no idea if they're ever going to be fixed. Interesting. But it's annoying. Um, couple more, just quick. I'm playing through Final Fantasy VII for legitimately the first time ever in my life, and I'm playing it on Switch. It's just nice to, like, run through a couple things in bed, which is awesome. And then finally, I played what's called the PlayStation 4 Installation Manager. Because, for those who don't know, I fucking can't stand my PlayStation sometimes. I actually can't stand the PlayStation Network entirely. You know why? Because downloads take literally forever. I mean, not literally, obviously. It's a stupid statement, but they take a long time. So, there was a Black Ops 4 update that took an hour and a half to two hours. I have great internet, okay? But it's all based off the server that you're hitting, and apparently the server I was hitting was trash. And then I also installed Spider-Man and the updates for that. But I didn't play anything because it took forever. That's all I played this week. Will, it's time for the news. First and foremost, we have the MCC Game and Playlist update from June 11th, 2019 by Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, good morning, friends. We hope your E3 week is going well and the, and the news you've been waiting to hear has come to you. As you can imagine, it's been a busy one for us, but we still made some room to drop a new update for Halo the Master Chief Collection. This update comes with many new additions, community requested bug fixes, and quality of life improvements to many games within the collection. Additional legwork for future playlist updates and some behind-the-scenes tools have also been included for us to better shape our updates and playlist changes on the fly. So, let's dig into the full patch notes below. For Halo 1... Removed auto-aim and red reticule on rocket launcher to align with legacy. Fixed an issue where a user could auto-kick themselves after being betrayed by a guest profile. Oh my god. Added a toggle to disable betrayal booting in custom games. That's nice. Added more granular score-to-win options for Slayer in custom games. Added more granular score-to-win options for King of the Hill in custom games. And added more granular time limit options for all game types in custom games. And finally... Fixed an issue, which could result in a crash. What that issue is? Fuck final. Halo 2! Fixed an issue which made kill training significantly more common than in Legacy. And adjusted gamma values to better align with Legacy. Oh my god, thank you. 
Can I mention just how dark Halo 2 is? Because damn, that game has some dark multiplayer maps. Holy poop. So hopefully that fixes that issue. Halo 3 added missing hardcore construct map variant in custom games. And for matchmaking, adjusted the vehicle set in Halo CE Big Team Battle Modes. Globally disabled infinite sudden death in Halo 2. Adjusted time and score limits for mayhem modes in Halo 1's 8v8 action sack. Enabled betrayal booting and adjusted gravity settings in Halo 3 Speed Demons. And disabled friendly fire and updated descriptions in Fiesta. And finally, for some player emblems. Fixed an issue where the spider secondary color did not appear. Fixed an issue where the planet secondary color was cut off in the roster. Centered face mask 2. Delta Wing, Four Rows One, Sprocket, Cowboy Hat, and, and Centered and Correctly Scaled Champion. So for anybody that was using those emblems, hopefully your shit's fixed. And then there's also some information as to how a couple of those big things, including the Halo 1 Rocket Reticule and the Red, along with the kill trading for Halo 2, it's included in the article. I highly recommend you go ahead and read that. There's a lot in there. It's kind of informative. It's kind of cool to get the little behind the scenes there. Next news story, we have Discovery Dispatch, The Ring Experience by Grim Brother one on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, The Ring Experience. One of the coolest things about video games is the ability to explore areas we would never get to otherwise. Incredible worlds, unimaginable vistas. It's the ability to step into a creator's imagination. It's almost cliche by now, the idea that everyone remembers the first time stepping out of the Bumblebee life pod in Halo CE, gazing at the ring arching up in the distance and wondering what adventures awaited us. The ring experience at Halo Outpost Discovery is meant to evoke that same sense of unbridled wonder. But this time in a brand new way, and in a way that puts old school Halo fans and brand new folks on the exact same playing field. The Ring experience begins with a, a tour of artifacts related to and retrieved from Ring installations, including an Aggressor Sentinel. There is no appreciating the size of these things until you're right up close and personal with one. Trust me. The experience culminates in a tour of a Halo Ring. Oh my god. So, I, I interrupt this news segment to let everyone know that I'm using an iPad. What voice assistance is on iOS? Siri? It literally just thought I said that. I did not. <laughs> Fuck off, iPad. Um, it culminates in a tour of a Halo ring like you've never seen before. Projected on a dome 8 meters in diameter and it is a direct feed from a UNSC Honeybee drone, giving Outpost visitors a full wraparound fly-through view of the ring's environments and substructures. Did you find yourself watching Halo 2 Anniversary style cinematics and wishing that you could just break the camera away to explore the ring itself a bit? This is going to be your jam. I love jams, Will. We've partnered with our friends at Falcon's Creative Group to digitally visualize elements in the Halo universe that many fans have likely only daydreamed of wanting to catch a glimpse of, and the incredible vistas that have come as a result are nothing short of breathtaking. If you haven't seen it yet, here's a little taste. Of course, the ring experience is just one of the awesome elements of, uh, of Outpost Discovery that you'll be able to spend time in this summer. We'll be talking about some of those other attractions soon, so definitely stay tuned. I'm really excited for Outpost Discovery. Me too. I think it's going to be great. Because you always say too that uh, w when we're playing through the campaigns, you really want to get a lot of that lore, right? You talk about with Destiny, you talk about with basically every game that you play, you want more of that lore, right? Now we finally have an event that 
again, like, yeah, we are an esports centric podcast, but we love Halo. Like, that's one of the big things. We love all the aspects of Halo. And this event is just bringing all that in. I'm really excited to see what they have in store. Next news story. Speaking of Halo Outpost Discovery, there's an official trailer out on YouTube right now for the entire event. Go check it out. Little, uh, couple teases for the other attractions that are going to be taking place. Next up, the anniversary throwback is back within Halo 5. There's a tweet by Halo and I quote, Engage in evolved combat today with the return of the anniversary throwback playlist in Halo 5, so go check it out. Next up, Halo is hiring. This is another tweet by Halo, and I quote, We're hiring. Join us on our journey to bring Halo Infinite to life and inspire a new generation of heroes. You can go to the website 343industries.com forward slash careers for more information. And finally, the regular, the last regular news story. New Xbox gear has been announced. I'm wearing the shirt right now. This is by James Monosmith on Twitter, and I quote, The new Xbox gear collections are now available online. Check out all the fire gear from Xbox, Gears of War, Halo, Forza, Minecraft, Sea of Thieves, Mixer, Cyberpunk, and so, so much more. It's gear.xbox.com. Go ahead and check it out. Yo. And the other thing, if you want a Cyberpunk shirt, they're sold out. Sorry. Next news story. It's time for some competitive news. First and foremost, Tashi teases. This is by Tashi on Twitter. And I quote, Have already had some amazing Halo Infinite esports meetings with partners here at E3 2019, and we're feeling really great about how well our plans are being received. Still a ton of work left, but feeling energized about where we're headed and can't wait to share. Tashi, we can't wait for you to share either. We're very excited. Because that just means there's more competitive Halo to talk about. And we want that. Next up, the Female Pro League announced a new Halo 5 tournament. This is by Veronica on Twitter, and I quote, To all the Halo ladies, the first Female Pro League Halo 5 4v4 will be on Sunday, July 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a $100 prize. Find your teams and sign up via their site. This is just the start of more to come, so let's get a good turnout. And then uh, we'll also include the registration link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Check it out. Next up, Another tournament announcement. Revive Nation and Nade Straight announce Halo 5 Free-For-All Frenzy. This is by Nade Straight on Twitter, and I quote, Halo 5 Free-For-All Tournament date and time have been announced. Saturday, the 29th of June, 2019, 6 p.m. UK time. Sign-up link will be live uh, tweeted this weekend. 50 euros sup for grabs along with the Glass Halo Trophy for first place. It is being broadcasted and casted on twitch.tv slash Nade Straight. Again, we'll include the registration link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Check it out. Speaking of tournaments, Europa Halo announced their next 2019 Cup by Europa Halo over on Twitter, and I quote, The next HTS Grassroots Europa Halo Cup is coming soon on July 7th. Free for All Frenzy number one is part of the Europa Halo roadmap for 2019 and will affect the power rankings. Signups are now live. You can check out the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Will? Next news story. The Beach Land. Yes, the Beach Land. Is accepting prize pool contributions. There's a tweet from the Beach Land. And it states, you can contribute to the Beach Land 8 tournament prize pool. Uh, looks like they have a goal of 10,000 buckaroos. And uh, yeah, you can go ahead and check out that post. 
Next up, GT Halo teases upcoming events by GT Halo over on Twitter, and I quote, More events incoming for GT Halo players. Keep Saturday, July 20th available as we will look to announce our next LAN event, which will be a great one for our competitive players. We will announce it this Friday. Hashtag FFA. And finally, Will, would you like to take this one by chance? Sure. We have um, the Europa Halo Power Rankings. This was posted, um, looks like, just for June 2019 here. Uh, first place, we have Legends. Um, he has the most points at 290.5. Next is Sika with 288. You might have to zoom in. I'm sorry. Gotta zoom a little bit. Uh, through is uh, third at 249. More zooming. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Himbo is next at 247. RB4G at 238.5. Squashy at 238. Shabby Dagger at 238. Doodle at 231.5. Halas at 231. And Warlord at 228.5. Rounding out the top 10. I'm pretty sure that's Kimbo. It looks like an H, but I think it's Kimbo. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on that. I just think it is. I don't know. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. You're- <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> Next up, we have some upcoming tournaments of the week. Kind of like a, a, a new little segment that I'm including in the show because this way it like separates the upcoming ones to like the one... Just the ones that are going to be coming this week. Okay. Just this week. All right. We just have one for you. It's the SWAT Nation Summer Swan Off. Beach, friends, and good times. The summer is calling, and we welcome it with some hot SWAT competition. Teams will compete for the piece of a $500 initial prize pool, Will. Additional contributions to increase the prize pool are more than welcome. MVP of the event will be awarded an amazing SWAT Nation poster provided by NapTimes. It's going to be a 3v3 random trio SWAT tourney where Spartans are drawn out of a hat to assemble your fire team. Another great opportunity to meet other players of the community, practice together, and make new friends. All of this fueled by friendly competition. To spice things up, the weapons for this tourney are all standard SWAT guns, and the maps include Eden. Plaza, Coliseum, Truth, Regret, Tyrant, The Rig, and Overgrowth. The tourney will take place on Swatterday, June 22nd, 2019 at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Registration deadline is Wednesday, June 19th, 2019 at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bracket and raffle will also be done immediately after the deadline on stream at twitch.tv slash naptimes with a Z. What are the rules? The rules for this and all other SWAT Nation tournaments can be found in the rules page that's included in the link. By signing up, you acknowledge you've read and agreed to the rules. And you can sign up at the bottom of the, of the page. You can enter the player information in the form that's included as well. But we have an update to this news story. There's a tweet by NapTimes, and I quote, Quick change! The deadline and draft will take place a day earlier for the Summer Swat Off 3v3. Instead of Thursday, it is now Wednesday at 9.30pm Eastern Standard Time. Looks like they already updated it in the actual article. I didn't even need to read this. 
But hey, there you go. Again, deadline, Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So realistically, you can get a full day of Halo on Saturday. SWAT starts at um, 2 p.m. Eastern, so 1 p.m. Central. That'll bring you right up to about 4 p.m. Central where we kick off Halo Bowl 3. And you can ride that out into the night. Into the sunset. Into the sunset. Where we will shit on Scud time and time again. We gotta... I feel bad, but now we have to teabag Daddy Tracks because Taz is out. Is he officially out? Yeah, it's it, the roster list oh, Daddy Tracks over Taz. Taz, man. I'm, I'm, I was... I needed my fill. of If there was someone I could teabag, it was gonna be Taz, man. <laughs> I teabagged the shit out of him. Okay. Alright, Taz, man. I see you. I see you dipping out of this one. We'll see what happens. Um... But yeah, that's all we got for the news. That's it? That's it. That's all for the news, Will. Hey, Will, guess what? What? That's it for the news. All right, I got it. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) What what do we got for some tournament recaps? Oh, okay. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sometimes, man, you... Okay. Did I mention that I'm drinking an energy drink right now? I I, th- I think people can tell. I, you, you look I like just you, thought about something. What's that? No, we'll get to it later. Go ahead. I'll remember. Okay. <laughs> the first <laughs> I can't I can't take this right now, guys. Um first tournament, it's not really a tournament. It's a league. Halo Draft League weekly <laughs> match results. Do you want me to change the fucking name of the segment to tournament and league recap? You know what? Do you want me to do that? Whatever you like. All right. Halo Draft League weekly match results. Platinum's best took on Bed Bath & Beyonce. 3-0 to Platinum's best. Beyonce. Next, Addy Estates took on SVP coaches. 3-0 going to Addy Estates. We had FTP take on Wasted Potential. 3-2 to FTP. YBW took on FTP as well. 3-2 to YBW. Platinum's best also took on Scarecrow Boat. 3-0 to Platinum's best. And that's it for your Halo Draft League weekly match results. Not a tournament. Next up, also not a tournament, <laughs> the American Griffball League of America weekly match results. Mediocre at best took on On the Fence, 5-1 to go into Mediocre. Mediocre at best took on On the Fence again, 5-3 going to Mediocre. Defiance took on Junkyard Dogs, 5-1 to Defiance. Junkyard Dogs then took on Defiance with the host, Junkyard Dogs one five four. Failure to launch versus Hypus, 5-3 to failure to launch. Failure to launch took on Hypist again, 5-0 to failure to launch. Mediocre at best took on Ninth Wonders, 5-0 to Mediocre. Ninth Wonders then took on Mediocre with their host, and they won 5-1. That makes sense. Ninth Wonders won 5-1. Monstars against Truthless and the Truthless sets, 5-0 to Monstars. They played again, 5-1 to Monstars. Failure to launch took on Junkyard Dogs, 5-1 to failure to launch. Monstars Took on In Mungo We Trust. 5-3 to Monstars. Same matchup again. 5-1 to Man- <coughs> Monstars. Ninth Wonders then took on Truthless and the Truthless Sets. 5-0 to Ninth Wonders. They then flipped Host, Truthless, and the Truthless Sets versus Ninth Wonders. 5-3 to Truthless and the Truthless Sets. Again, we're seeing it where the Host is always, always. winning. That's it. It was every matchup. Kind of crazy. Now, there was one that flipped, and it was like a... um. He went went from like a five three. 
Oh, no, they didn't flip, but a 5-1 and then a 5-3, so they brought it closer. Yeah, and then there was a 5-4 with Junkyard Dogs and Defiance. That was close, too, but yeah, it was but still Junkyard. Still, still the host. Yeah. yeah. Kind of crazy. It is. Still not a tournament. Still not a tournament. <laughs> and now we'll go through the standings for this league. Um, so the AGLA weekly standings. Um, Monstars are in first with 11 wins and one loss. Failure to launch in second at 7-2. and two. Silva's Connection, five and two. Mediocre at best, six and three. And Mungo We Trust, six and four. Ninth Wonders, six and seven. Defiance, three and four. Hypist, four and six. Junkyard Dogs, three and eight. Truthless and the Truthlets at two and nine. And On the Fence, one and nine. That's it for AGLA. Moving on to Breaking the Clutch E-League June Open results. Start from the bottom up. Seventh place was Jag and uh, Invalid Gamer Tag. I don't think there was. I can't determine if there was a competitor there or not. So okay, so it could have just not been somebody, and that person could have gone on with a buy. But gotcha. Regardless, in fifth, sixth, we had Super Squid and Devil Warrior. In fourth place, we had Allied Fraser. Third place was Flame Pyman. Second was Exo Kaboom. And first place went to Hero Absolution. You know what I'm noticing? What? No Almirante 99. No Mike Beeston. No Rock Generation. Three of the most established names that we've seen. But Exo Kaboom on there. Seen him quite frequently. Yeah. Maybe they just decided to take a break. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Where'd you guys go? Please let us know. We're we're worried about about you. you. (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on to cgl carolina gaming league halo 2v2 tournament results do you know what what halo this was josh it doesn't say three i believe it was three but i wasn't sure i'm bringing up the tournament link all right anyway now i will go through the results in seventh eighth we had halo three halo three okay yep uh Crux, which was Royal Blood and Toy Soldier, and Ohana, which was Unbolted Harp and Outmodded Snow. In 5th and 6th, we had Frostfire, which was Atto, Frostbite, and Gunfire, and Yogurt, which was Shame and Little Avian. In 4th, we had 15-Year Galaxy, which was 15-Year and Galaxy. Clever name. In 3rd, we had Ballsacks, <laughs> which was Dragonite. And Heaven. I love it. Oh, man. Second was Rat Pack, which is Tusk and Gun Type. And first was IC, which was Shotzi and Falcaden. They took home $400. 400 smackaroonies. And that does it for tournament slash league recaps of the week. You know what I was going to say? What's that? When you said On the Fence was 1 and 9 in the AGLA, mm-hmm. I was going to make the joke that, well, they're not on the fence about winning. Oh. Bop, bop, bop. Sorry. So uh, you said you were going to say something about your energy drink is now the time, or nope. are we still waiting? We're still waiting. Okay, I just wanted to keep that fresh in your mind and rotating. It's just in case we end the show, just, and it's like, son of a bitch! We've done that. Do you know, there's been about four episodes where you start off and say, oh, we'll get to that later. And I never and then got we, to And then it. you end the episode, and I'm like, I'm sitting there editing, and I'm like, oh, Josh never said that. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. You know what? Fuck it. So in case I don't forget, let's just say it now. There's in the shout out section. It's it was Rain's birthday. Ah, uh, yeah. The energy drink we're drinking right now is Rain. 
Okay, you probably wouldn't have forgot that, but at least we got it out there. We d- <laughs> Thanks for giving me the benefit of the doubt there, Will. I really appreciate that. Holy shit. Oh, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Oh my god. This is what happened. This is the last episode of HCS Pro Time. This yeah. is too much. This is what happened when we both drink energy drinks. Me before the show, Josh during. Oh we're my just, god, dude. We're out there today. I don't even remember the last time I had an energy drink. Oh no. Yeah. That's how bad this is. Well, at least you can stay up with Linnea tonight. <laughs> I hate he you just, so much right now. He just straight glared at me from across the table here. I am fearing for my life. I may run out the door. My back is so sweaty right now. I, can't, I don't even know what's, what's going on. What does that have to do with anything? It doesn't. It's a, okay, we're moving on. So we have our topic of the show this week. Y'all kind of like really reeled that, that was, back that in. That was beautiful. Really good, like just serious face. Got us in there. Yes. Okay. It is time for our weekly topic of the I, show. Now you're getting a little creepy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So we hinted at it earlier on. And since there's not a whole lot happening in the competitive space, we did get that Halo Infinite E3 trailer. And... We wanted to take a little bit of time to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that, provide our speculations for it, uh, kind of our hopes, our expectations, so on and so forth. Just what we thought overall. But before we get into our thoughts on it, um, there was actually an article that was posted by Chris Lee over on HaloWaypoint.com, and it's called, uh, well, it's called Discover Hope, which was also the name of the trailer that launched. So without further ado, here is that article. And I quote, E3 is an exciting time for the entire video game industry, but for our team at 343 Industries, it also marks a new beginning. Last year, we unveiled a first look at Halo Infinite and a glimpse of our new Slipspace engine, built from the ground up to power the future of our game. This year, our story-driven teaser, created with that same engine, unveils the beginning of the narrative marking the next chapter of the Master Chief's story. And at E3, we're also pleased to announce that Halo Infinite will debut in holiday 2020 on Xbox One, PC, and our next generation of consoles, Project Scarlet. I want to take a moment here to go deeper into the art, science, and story of the in-game scene we've named Discover Hope. These elements are not only deeply rooted in the Halo franchise, but illustrate the passion of the entire team to create something more ambitious than anything we've done previously. We don't want to simply build a sequel. We want to build on the story and invention that has gone before and take the gameplay and narrative in bold new directions while honoring the legacy that fans have fallen in love with for almost 20 years. So with that immense responsibility in mind, we are building what we internally refer to as a spiritual reboot. A game with a vision set firmly in the future, but a foundation rooted deeply in the things our team and our fans have fallen in love with. The scope, the scale, the heroism, and the moments of spectacle and wonder that brought players together on couches, at basement LAN parties, on Xbox Live, and in esports arenas for years. The stories of shared adventure and an individual discovery that made the first Halo game such a defining moment for millions of gamers, and helped chart the course for countless FPS games ever since. We want to recapture that sense of awe and delighted surprise, and the right way to do that is to lean into the things that are already magical and build outward from there. The Visual Approach Halo has always been a graphically exciting universe to explore, 
From the epic sci-fi settings, unforgettable alien alien threats, and the iconic hero in the Master Chief, there are so many amazing things to discover. You can see glimpses from the video how the team has continued to embrace the art direction we touched on last year, envisioned by our art director Nicholas Sparth Bouvier. The new design for the Master Chief is by far the highest fidelity we have ever created to leverage the power of next generation platforms, but with a design that is Master Chief to the core, and takes inspiration from the past with color and texture and uh, detail unavailable to us till now. The same attention to our design for the Chief is true for everything in Halo Infinite. You can see examples in the interior of our UNSC Pelican, the design of our pilot, and even details down to the UNSC logo on his flight suit. Halo Infinite is intended to embrace all that our fans have grown to love in our franchise while evolving it to something even more visually stunning for players. Unforgettable music. Music is critical to every Halo experience. It has been from the very beginning, and in Halo Infinite, we're taking that tradition very seriously. I'm excited to introduce our new music supervisor, uh, Joel Yarger, who led the creation of music for major franchises like God of War, Uncharted, and countless other blockbuster video games. Our audio director, Sotaro Tojima, has challenged Joel to find accomplished music composers that can stay true to the music music traditions of Halo. Originally created by maestros Marty O'Donnell and Mike Salvatore, harness its inherent power and build on those foundations with new creativity and emotional depth. Given the enormity of the score's importance and scope, we wanted to hire a team with a specific working sensibility and skill set. More importantly, a team of talented composers of original music that could work seamlessly with existing melodies and themes to blend the classic and the new. Music that will sometimes map to familiar characters and ideas, but also introduce brand new threats, wonders, and discoveries in dramatic and immersive ways. We are excited to introduce Curtis uh, Schweitzer, who composed all of the music in Discover Hope and music for Halo Infinite. We've been inspired and impressed by the emotional depth and creativity Curtis has delivered so far. There have been tear-inducing, hair-raising, and spine-tingling moments each time we have listened to his inspired compositions. Joel and Curtis are hard at work on Halo Infinite to bring rich emotion to our experiences, to punctuate the thrilling moments of combat, and to connect players to our universe more deeply than ever before. We look forward to sharing more of this new vision for our music in the future. The Power of Slipspace Beneath the hood of every important game rumbles an equally important engine. A game engine can define how a game looks and performs, and that's incredibly important, but it's more than a method of putting pixels on a screen and making them dance. It's also key to a game's soul. There are millions of lines of codes that can uh, there are millions of lines of code that can be read and understood, but when it's all running smoothly, those bits create far more than the sum of their parts. They create the soul of a game and the hard to describe feeling of holistic fun. The original Halo engine was extremely powerful and, for its time, innovative. It let console players for the first time explore worlds at a scale of interaction and visual spectacle that was industry leading in 2001 and elements of this still hold true today. But as we move forward to Project Scarlet and PC gaming platforms, we have an amazing opportunity to create a powerful new engine to take advantage of new hardware and architecture and take better advantage of the still-not-fully-tapped power of the Xbox One. There were some inward-facing reasons to do this now. We want better, more flexible tools so that our artists and engineers have more agility and are taking advantage of more power and performance to iterate on our experiences. 
to push things further and higher and faster than we have been able to do in the past. We want to give our creative teams faster workflows and better control over the creations and concepts that are vital to the player experience. Slipspace not only empowers our creative teams to reach detail and performance no Halo has ever delivered, but also provides technology and tools, from cameras to facial capture, that will let us tell intimate stories like the moments you witness and discover hope, and the ability to iterate and update those experiences to complement gameplay. By harnessing the power of our new Slipspace engine and combining it with the power and promise of Project Scarlet, we plan to build the Halo game we've always dreamed of and share it with even more players, competitors, adventurers, and creators than ever before. Beginning the Narrative The Master Chief is our hero, and Halo Infinite will continue his decades-long saga. While we plan to introduce some important new characters, like the resilient pilot you already met in the video, this story is the Master Chief's. The universe will continue the continuity of Halo 5, and in that sense contain the adventures that led up to this moment, But in the pursuit of our spiritual reboot and the launch of a new console, we also want to make sure that this is the perfect starting point for new players too. This story will mark the beginning of a new chapter and challenge for the Chief, but will also respect and continue threads that led to this point. If you've never played a Halo game before, this will be a great place to jump into the story. You're arriving in the middle of the universe at war, with a sense of history underlying your entry into the world, but will also feel fresh, full of potential, and new adventure. We will weave in context and guideposts to understand your place in the new universe. But if you've invested in Halo for all these years, you'll feel immediately at home, and some of our story moments will spark a different resonance for your investment. To tell great stories, you need great storytellers, and great storytelling capabilities. Paul Crocker, our our Associate Creative Director, and Dan Kosich, Uh, narrative experience director, have done an amazing job weaving story and technology together for Halo Infinite and the Discover Hope video is just a glimpse of that. Although the content here is ultimately a real part of the game we're building, the team balance balance polishing this moment with the rigor and effort of our mainline game production schedule. This was a labor of love for more folks than we can name who worked long days to get it right from a place of pure passion. It will change and evolve as the process continues, but simply getting it into a state of readiness and polish separately from the main production pipeline is a, uh, Herculean? Herculean, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was afraid I was going to mispronounce that. That, that, that. that made me stop for a second. <laughs> right. Um, Herculean effort, and we're extremely grateful to them. Our new focus on art direction that both advances Halo's scale and fidelity while also looking to its history for inspiration and aesthetics is amplified and augmented by the Slipspace engine, the Xbox ecosystem, the potential of the PC platform, and the incredible opportunities afforded to us by Project Scarlet. It's also helping our effort to lean into the core storytelling principles that made Halo so engaging for fans. Discover Hope is the first glimpse into this story and sets the stage for the beginning of Halo Infinite, leaving you with a sense of mystery, curiosity, and wonder for us to unravel together in the coming months. Until next time. Bringing a game to life is incredibly challenging, and moments like this, sharing our vision, means so much to us. I know that many of you will want to see and know more about Halo Infinite, and I am excited to share more of our experience with you in the future. As I said last year, We'd love to hear what you think, and we still intend to support an early flighting program that will give you a way to play the game and provide feedback that will directly impact decisions we make for launch and into the future. We aren't ready to kick this off yet, 
but you will certainly hear about it when we're ready to welcome you to the program. As for what's next, E3 2020 will be a big moment for Halo Infinite. Until we reach that destination in 2020, we'll continue to embrace the mystery and wonder of Halo and the endless opportunity and potential of this engine, this hardware, and, most of all, this team. So, there's some tidbits in there mm-hmm. that we can nibble on. Will, I saw your interest peak a few times. What What did you want to say about a couple of things Just in there? The, the first thing that really popped out at me is um, he said something about, well, We'll explore this in the coming months. Yes. Which makes me think, are we getting more information soon? I, I wasn't expecting, I just, I just expected, honestly, like silence until E3 2020. Sure. Uh, maybe something leaks here or there, but if they're, hopefully they're bringing us more info. Right. And there will most likely be flighting. Yes. So, yeah. That could be some of the information that comes in the coming months. Yeah. We'll see. Um. Yeah, that was definitely something interesting. Um, so there's a few other pieces of content here that we that we paid a little bit more attention to. Um, these include the Discover Hope trailer itself, which we're going to go through. Uh, it also included the Xbox Daily segment that actually Chris Lee was on, um, where he did a little bit more of a deep dive into that trailer itself. So we paid attention to that. Uh, the Predicting Halo Infinite Story E3 2019 by Halo Cannon, along with uh, Halo Infinite Campaign Trailer Breakdown uh, by Hidden Xperia. So we paid attention to those videos, came up with our own thoughts as well. So let's get into it. Um, first and foremost, we had that Discover Hope trailer. Okay. So in the article that we just read through, okay, it stated that it's the opening cinematic to Halo Infinite. That was. That is the opening of the game. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, in Chris Lee's video on Inside Xbox, okay? The Xbox Daily video. He said that it's the opening to Master Chief's story in Infinite. And he said it a couple times in a couple different ways. And I know in that article, it said that, like, this is Master Chief's story, but they're putting a little bit more emphasis on more characters, too. Yes. On new characters. So I put on here, what if there's more than one quote-unquote main character? What if there's more than one story that's taking place? Where, yes, the overarching narrative is Master Chief... But what if we're not playing as Chief all the time? They keep putting an emphasis on that pilot. And mm-hmm. how that pilot, you will, what was it said? Hold on. Chris Lee stated that we will connect to the pilot in a deep way. So, obviously with that trailer, right? You had that hollow disc. Mm-hmm. And you, you like you had that emotional feeling, like oh my god, he's away from his family. Oh, he has a little baby. It's, it's emotional, right? Makes you feel for the pilot. And apparently, that pilot's going to be a bigger part of this story. Maybe we'll play as the pilot. Just a thought. What if? Okay, hear me out here. Yep, go for it. Pure speculation. Pure speculation. Yep. Like you said, tinfoil hats on. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Tinfoil um, hats on. Something. 
I've always wanted within the Halo universe is to be my own character alongside Chief. You did say this. So what if that pilot you could is kind of like your own your own character and you can you come across like the pilot comes down on the ring with Chief or whatever and the yeah. the pilots all of a sudden like getting all this stuff to like he ends up becoming a Spartan in the end and then he it's his journey to now becoming a Spartan and maybe they said that it's the the new beginning a reboot a spiritual reboot Sp- spiritual reboot yep. so i mean if you think about it the chief's got to be pretty damn old at this point well they're augmented super uh, soldiers so i don't think I they aged to the yeah i know yeah but like, I, I hear what you're talking about though like he's got to be like again guys yeah. <laughs> like really so i thought uh, i finished this fight so many times already yeah. but i don't know um that's just pure speculation i don't I don't think it's going to be that way, but I, I don't know. I want something where I'm my own character within the Halo universe. Sure. I think that would be really cool. Well, every time – now, I, I wholeheartedly expect this to be a Master Chief majority game, right? Yes. Because I think they learned their the, – I'm not going to say lessons because there were people that did enjoy, like, playing as um, Locke and Fireteam Osiris in 5, okay? But – it was such a huge departure to being like, oh, we're only playing as chief, right? Mm-hmm. To, oh, we're only playing as chief in like three missions. It was it was a big departure. So I'm not I'm not going to say they're necessarily learned their lesson, but I think they went back and thought about it, and they're like, we have a new engine. We like we're f- five mainline games deep now, right? We got to do something to revitalize this. Yeah. And what's the figurehead? The figurehead is Master Chief, right? Give the people what they want. Make them look amazing. And damn, does he look amazing. And just have that be the the launching off point of Infinite. And also, I love the name of the game. Infinite? I love that. It just, to me, when I think about that, it it just, it's, it's the same feeling i get when they when bungie announced destiny okay you're making your own destiny right it just sounds it sounds good like it sounds expansive it sounds ominous it sounds like there's something cool that's going to be happening halo infinite and i I made this joke multiple times but i'm serious when i say it like infinite possibilities yeah right you see the box art and you have it, it looks open like you have the beams of light coming down all across the the way and it's like it looks expansive it looks like there's a lot of stuff that could be taking place it looks yeah infinite possibilities for yeah. lack of a better phrase yeah. no i do think that they you will play the majority of it as chief yes i agree but it i they keep hinting at it though they're like yeah there's other oh there's other characters yes, there's, there's other, other things. big characters other new exciting characters and the pilot's one of them. What if it's different stories? What That's if what I'm saying. What, what if, if there's, there's more than one story? But I'm like, what if they're like not, what if they're intersecting but not intersecting? Like, sure. Like you can play as chief story on this ring. Yep. Or you can play as like the what the pilot does after chief leaves him. Right. So kind of like you haven't played through it yet and I want to play through it with you, but ODST, 
Okay. Halo 3 ODST takes place. Um, oh man. I'm pretty sure it's between the events of two and three. So while chief is doing things already, you play as this ODST group and you're, you primarily play as the rookie, but when you find, um, you find like, uh, they're not artifacts, but I'm just going to call them artifacts. You find artifacts on the hub world, on the hub map. Mm -hmm. And when you pick one up, you go into a flashback and you play as that other character. Yeah. Okay. And in the end, everybody groups back together for like one last hoorah. Okay. So maybe not going down that exact path, but I definitely can see missions where you're not playing as the chief, where there are separate stories taking place. Yeah, like what I'm what I'm kind of getting at is what I think like so like you play you can play Chief's timeline. You okay. if you choose like a different character to play as, you still play the same timeline but different missions and then maybe you like can hear an explosion that was that you was like, "Oh, that was that was Chief. That was when I was playing as Chief doing this." I I don't know. No, that'd be cool. That's that's I can totally see something like that happening. For sure. Now, whether whether it's something like that or whether it's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't so know. Much, there's so much speculation, right? But and there's. I feel like uh, now that I say that out loud, I don't think they would do it because it would just feel weird. Maybe go, kind but of then bouncing again, around like that. But at the same time, ODST did it and did it successfully. Yeah. So there, there's definitely something that could be done in that sense. But I, I definitely, based off the, and we have so little information right now, but based off the information that we have, I definitely feel as though we're not only going to be playing as the chief in this game. I just don't think we are. So I feel like a lot of people are looking for that, just the chief story though. Like sure. just the chief gameplay. I understand. Fr frankly, I'm one of them. I want to just, I, I do like just playing as a normal like, oh, here's my story. I'm playing as the chief. I'm good to go. But based off the words that they're using, it definitely feels to me as though he's not the only playable character in this game. Um, Let's talk about chief for a second. Okay. Okay. There's a little bit of a debate going on right now in regards to chief's armor. Chief's look. Yeah. Okay. So Chris Lee, in that video, said... That they took heavily heavy inspirations from Halo 3, Halo 4, Halo 5, and Halo Legends. Okay? There's a lot of comparisons going on right now in regards to Halo Legends. Because it looks basically like one of those uh, shorts. It looks like... Um... So, do you know what Halo Legends is, Will? I don't. Okay, it's like a compilation of Halo stories in different, like, art styles. Okay. Like, animated shorts in different art styles. Okay. Okay? And there's one of them where Chief's armor looks basically like what is in this Infinite trailer. Okay? So that's where that's where a lot of the lore folks were saying this is where the inspiration's coming from. And people can't really see, like, the three and four comparisons. But according to Chris Lee, the inspirations came from three, four, five, and Legends. So that's that. I thought the armor looked very green. Yeah. Like unbelievably green. 
But I went back and watched the trailer a couple more times. It's grown on me. It definitely doesn't seem out of place anymore to me. I think um, when we do see it, he's right in front of bright lights. He is. True. Um, so maybe that's a thing. Maybe they're just trying to highlight it. And maybe they were trying to bring out that black undersuit that everybody wanted. Everybody does want that black undersuit. So we'll we'll see if that makes it to like final production or if they, they it'd be cool to see a side by side when the game actually releases. Yeah. Kind of like they do with every other AAA release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah. Do you like how Chief looks though? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I like it. He looks he looks beefy. Looks beefy. Um What are your thoughts on the pilot overall? You know, like like you said earlier and like it said in the article you do feel connected to him just because of that, um, you know, he's awoken in his, in his, it's a pelican, right? Yes, it's and, a pelican, yeah. And, um, you know, the warning signs are going off and he's got to reconnect the hose and he falls and passes out and he awakes to his, th- that, that. Data pad. Yeah, of his family. Or like the hologram or whatever The hologram of his family, yeah. yeah. Really, uh, really kind of puts in that, like, gives it that, that emotional depth. Yep. This war is real shit. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes, I guess, playing through the Halo games, you can kind of feel disconnected from the war being a Spartan. Yeah. You're just running through You're and killing, aliens. killing everything. Yeah. Where this kind of focuses that back in. Yeah, you get you get some of the emotional tie in 4 and 5. Like, that's when the real, especially in 4, that's like when the real emotional ties for Chief and Cortana come into play, mm-hmm. as you've witnessed. Yep. And... We we get a little bit of that in Halo Five as well. We have, you haven't finished it yet. We're gonna get there, but there are a few other things that happen. You're like, oh shit, um, but yeah, we in like one, two, and three, you didn't really get any of that. It was I'm a badass Spartan shooting aliens, mm-hmm. and so it was really nice to get this very emotional moment where you know it's not all sunshine and rainbows and shooty shooty bang bang. You know, yeah, like there's a lot more that goes on that nobody pays attention to. So. It was good. Um, okay. There's a part of the trailer that takes place. Okay. Where this glowing light. I'm, I'm going to use the word scans, but it might not be the correct word, but there's a glowing light that goes over the Pelican during the trailer. And, Based off what uh, people have been saying, it could be a Guardian or Cortana, because this is a direct continuation after 5. You haven't finished 5 yet, so you don't know exactly what happens at the end, but I'm I'm trying not to give it away. But obviously Cortana's still alive, okay? She's obviously trying to get you. Like, she's trying to get you. you we, we've already talked to her. Okay. Yep. She's already chimed in on our comms, so you know she's there. But she's trying to get us. Okay, she wants Chief. Yep. So we're thinking that this is another continuation of she's trying to get Chief. Um, as to why, you'll find out soon. Okay. okay. Um now the other thing, so Christly, the very end of that video, Christly was asked a question. About like, so what can you, like, can you give us anything as to what happens after the trailer? You know, 
He's like, well, we're trying to keep things under wraps. But what he did say was Chief is going to a forerunner area to reconnect. Therefore, the speculation is that he's going to reconnect with Cortana. Like, that's that's the speculation there. So, the another speculation that's going to happen is, and we, we recently finished four together. Remember how Didact died in, like, the dumbest possible way? Yeah. With that quick time event? Mm-hmm. So, according to outside lore... Like, not within the game, but, like, within comic books and whatnot, the Didact is alive. Now, the rumor is, is that he did the same thing that Cortana did at the end of 4, where he, like, put himself into another system, okay? Um, In which case, uh, yeah, according to comic books and whatnot, he is, he's very much alive. So the question is, does he come back? Right. Could he be a potential main villain in this one? That's the question, right? Yeah. Do you think he comes back? Because you really didn't get a lot of them in four. No, you didn't. You know? um, it's possible that... I don't think he's going to be like a forefront enemy or anything. Okay. But you might run into him, I'd say. Okay. You might have an experience with him. Just a little running? Yeah. Like, yo, a little maybe, shoulder brush? Maybe he gives you a little information. <laughs> little how to, like, hey, maybe you need to navigate it this way. I don't know. <laughs> I hope we fuck him up. Yeah. But an actual, like, fight this time. Not some rinky-dink <laughs> quick time event. Maybe um, maybe he gives you some information because he thinks he's going to beat you. Like, every villain, villain does. Sure. And then you just destroy him because you pick up a rocket launcher out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, the last big thing I had here, um, so I'm not, I want to make it a, I want to make a concerted effort to like read through all the books and all the extended lore and so on and so forth. So I have a better understanding of what's going on. But one of the big things, one of the big speculations that was happening during that trailer was when Chief, um, walks up to the cockpit, right? Mm -hmm. And he sees the broken ring. Okay. The question is, what ring is that? Which Halo ring is that? And based off of everything that everyone's been talking about, based off what everything everything everyone's found, it is more than likely uh, Zeta Halo. So what is Zeta Halo? So I went to Halopedia.com, just did a quick search for uh, Zeta Halo. Here is the literal definition from Halopedia.com, and I quote, Installation 07 also known as Zeta Halo, is one of the seven rings in the Halo array located in the Sagittarius arm of the Milky Way galaxy. Unlike the other six remaining Halo installations, which were constructed as a separate array of rings with a diameter of 10,000 kilometers, Installation 07 is the only surviving ring from the original main array of 12 30,000 kilometer wide Halos. However, the installation's diameter was reduced to 10,000 kilometers after most of its superstructure was discarded as a result of heavy damage. Oni scientists consider it to be the most mysterious halo of all. That would play into the infinite possibilities. Indeed. Indeed. So, ba again, based off what everything everyone's found so far, it, all signs point to this being Zeta Halo. Um... 
including those the deep dive videos from um, Halo Canon and Hidden Xperia. They go in depth on that as well. It seems like that's basically all but confirmed at this point. So, and from other things that have been said, I think Frank O'Connor said that exploration is going to be heavily rewarded in Infinite. So, leading me into my final points that I have, and something that you hinted on, like for one of your predictions a long time ago, is this going to be an open world Halo game? Exploration being at the forefront, basically a whole Halo ring to explore. The 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 cover art basically depicts that. It's very open. A lot of things taking place on there. Is this an open world Halo game? I could definitely see it going that way. Um, <clears throat> I guess concerns I would that come to mind are that they've always been linear games. They have. This would be. I mean, they did say it's a reboot, right? Yes. Yes. So, well, kind of. Right. It's spiritual. Spiritual reboot. reboot. So, it, I mean, to change it would make sense. And yes. Maybe that's what they're leading us into. Is like, hey. This is something new. We hope right. you like it. This is for the next generation of Halo players as well. Yeah. It's setting that groundwork. And this this universe has the capacity to be open world. Yes. Very oh, for much sure. So. With with the amount of lore and the amount of like just what the hell am I looking for? The amount of lore opportunity as well, right? It's not all been covered yet. There's still so much to it. It's like Star Wars. Not everything in Star Wars has been covered yet. There's there's so much. There's so much untapped potential. I would I honestly would almost like a combination of linear and open world. Okay. Where you can choose to play through your missions and it'll bring you through the scenes and you'll be placed in these areas. But if you wanted to explore, there was an option. So are we talking about kind of like a hub world type scenario where you have your, like you go to here to continue the story. And when you're done with the mission, you get plopped back into the hub world to explore to your heart's content. Or are you literally talking about on the main menu, you have the option to just literally play through the story. If they're going to do RPG elements, I think the hub world would work better. Okay, because they, I believe, I believe there will be RPG elements in the game. If It depends on how deep they want to go. It's very true. Um, I mean, you could. It could be very bare bones. I mean, we don't know how long Chief's been floating in space. Um, it might be he needs to. I don't. I don't know how they would do that though, because it's never been in Halo. Nope. the uh, The best, like the most customization we've ever had was Reach, and the armor customizations and whatnot. That's mm-hmm. that's it. That's the that's the best we've gotten. So, uh, see, I'm just trying again. I keep making this comparison because it's the only comparison I can make in terms of Halo itself. But ODST had that hub world. You would you would go find the artifact, you'd pick it up, you'd do that mission, and then you'd be plopped back into the hub world to explore, to find data pads, to kill enemies, obviously, and to go to the next mission. So that that's the only comparison I can make because it's there. 
Like, that's the only one I have. But it did work at a small scale for that game. See, I just feel like if they do a hub world, it can't be like loading screen, jump into a mission. It would have to be seamless. Yes, like I agree. You get to the spot, you maybe pick up a, a whatever it may be, data pad. You get to the right. spot and just like starts. Like exactly, cuts, you're right in there. It like you're right in like there. camera, like God of War. Camera comes in, yes. moves around, chief, yes. and then cutscene starts. Yep. So you're, you're immediately in it, no loading whatsoever. Yes, you're just there. I love that. I think that would work out really well, actually. Especially with the power they're touting for Project Scarlet. But, like, you're right. God of War being that seamless experience, mm-hmm. as soon as you load from the main menu, you're in. It's as simple as that. There are no loading screens at that point. I mean, you have, like, the in-between dimensions. The world tree. Right. But, like, that's continuous. Yeah, you can still play, speaking, move around. You, you can. can. You interact with uh, Artemis. It was an interactive loading screen. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, but, but it, it, didn't, it didn't stop. It didn't stop you from playing the game. Right. So, I think it would... I think... If they could get a, like, continuous shot like that. Yeah, and if there were cutscenes in place of loading because the game could load while the cutscene takes place. In which case you're really not loading. Like you're not sitting through a loading screen. You have your cutscene and then you're right into gameplay. I was thinking more like, because in, if you think about it, like God of War, there, there's, there were, were cutscenes, but they, there weren't cutscenes. No, no, no. I, I like, completely understand like, where you're coming like from. Like the camera would just like, pan out from behind yes. and yep. you'd see kind of what was going on but again you wouldn't be playing that you wouldn't be moving right, right. kratos so or those, anything yep it was a it was a quote-unquote cutscene, but like in game in game that exactly exactly so if i mean if this slip space engine and the new xbox can handle it and um, why wouldn't it at this point you know what the discover hope trailer when he powers back on and yeah. you see the shield indicator come back up. Yep. That could be literally that. And then when he walks forward to go to the thing, you he literally walks into the camera. Yes, he does. So they have the pot. The, I think they have the, the ability to do it. Yes, I agree. Um, they just have to. It really have to be seamless, and it's, it, I feel like it would take a lot of hard work. It would to get it done. But look at what they're doing; they, they're they're ramped up and going. They are, they are, and I'm really glad you made that God of War comparison because they did such a phenomenal job with that. It's just we have no idea how it's going to work. Right, like, we have no idea. But I do love the idea of that and because like, that'd be phenomenal. Yeah, and like. You could go to areas to progress that main story. Yep. But say, like, for, for those who haven't played God of War, they have this kind of thing with the Valkyries, where you have to go find each one and release them. They're trapped yep. for some reason. And then... They're bosses. They're, yeah, they're basically yep. boss they're fights. bosses. But then yep. you go to the end where once you've freed all the Valkyries and there's one more battle and you kind of learn what happened and it's it's... Not part of the main story, nope. but it's just more lore and information. And yeah, it's a self-contained self- thing. Yeah, so um, I would really like a world where, yeah, you you play as if you are chief and you, you can explore and go through. But the, the thing that I get hesitant about is chief's always mission. 
we're doing the mission. We're getting through it. Yep. So we're finishing the fight. So for Chief to explore around would feel weird to me. Sure. I don't know. Like, so what if you're not Chief in those scenarios? That's another. Yeah. Good point. I don't know. I'm really this this whole all the speculations making me really curious, and I, at this point, I just want to know. Yeah, I want to play the goddamn game. I want to know. I really want it. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Infinite's gonna be. You know, I'm biased as all hell. Even if it's the worst game in the world, I'm I'm still gonna buy the legendary edition or whatever the hell they call the most expensive one, and I'm still gonna play the shit out of it. But they are. You know, we we talk about all the time the amount of toxicity that that's within the community yeah. and whatnot, and there's going to be people that bitch for the sake of bitching. But yeah, I wanted gameplay at E3, I really did. But in hindsight, that trailer was really good. It set the tone, and they they want to keep things like under wraps. They want to have those secrets and whatnot mm-hmm. and we know they're working their asses off on it you know they're they're setting things up for the future it's like when destiny had their press conference as well and it's like we're, we're laying the groundwork for the future of what destiny can be right with halo infinite they're laying the groundwork for what halo can be and i'm all for it i'm all for riding this wave i'm super excited for what they're gonna do because I, yeah we haven't seen gameplay or anything like that but Everything that we have seen so far, everything that we've heard so far, it it seems like they're excited. Like, it seems like they're genuinely excited for what they're making. And when you see game devs that are genuinely excited about what they're making, like, that just makes me even more excited. And let's be real. A lot of the Halo games have been put out on strict time frame. Yes. They've had the time... To get this and do what they want. Yep. And I, I, they have. I'm hoping that the, like, if you see it all the time where big games get delayed a little bit, I hope the release of Scarlet doesn't force them to put out an unfinished product again. Yes. But from what we've seen and heard, things seem to be going smoothly. I just hope it continues to go smoothly because yes. I really can't wait any longer. <laughs> to put things into perspective here, the Xbox 360 life cycle was a little over 10 years. Okay. In those a little over 10 years, there were four Halo releases. Now, ODST it were not is not necessarily considered a mainline title, but there were four Halo, four big Halo games that released in the 360's life cycle. Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, Halo Reach, and Halo... Wait, yeah, Halo Reach and Halo 4. So, and on the Xbox One... Yes, we can include MCC in there, but Halo 5 was the one mainline game that released on Xbox One. They've had, like you said, Will, a lot of time. And honestly, I think they've taken this time and I think they're going to make something special. Very special. Well, if you think about it, the fact that they've redesigned the engine, it's now the Slip Space engine. New. Yep, brand new. Yep. Um, There has to be a lot of thought. Going into, okay, are we going to decide to actually do this now? Um, a lot right. of planning on what they, they want in that engine to make 
the game how they want and the capabilities they want within that game. Exactly. And the fact that it was designed just for Halo. How cool is that? Um, I, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. <laughs> um, so I feel like they have something big on their hands. And I just hope it all comes through. This is kind of... I feel like at this point, mm-hmm. if this is not right, it's the downfall of Halo. Ooh, that's... I'm just going to say it. I feel like if this Way game... Way to bring negativity back, I'm Will. not trying to just... I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. trying to be realistic. No, in, I hear you. With, with the way the scene and space is with Halo. It's... Yup. If they have... a, f- If the game flops, if something just doesn't work, if it's not right, if it doesn't feel... And by all means, what they've shown is they, they have it. Yeah. You know, that trailer was amazing. It blew me yep. away. Um. But if, if they mess something up where everyone's like, whoa, no, this is not, this is not it. I'm, I'm scared for Halo moving forward. I am too. But from, like I said, what I've seen. Yeah. Looks great so far. Yep. I'm really excited for it. I'm probably going to buy the Legendary Edition too because. I mean, the, I was with you when you got. I bought the, the Halo, Halo 5 Xbox One. I had never played a Halo game in my life. Yep. And because the man sitting across from me here loved it so much, I went out and bought a Halo 5 Xbox One. Like, that's how... That was my introduction to Halo. You think Vicky still resents me for that? No, I I'm hope just not. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Vicky, you're amazing. <laughs> uh, she doesn't listen to us. <laughs> hey, I mean, if she can, the event she does. So, um, I mean... Yeah, that... I, I came in late. I know I did. You're fine. Um, I've, the fact that you came in at all... Think about that. Like, there's plenty yeah. of people that would look and see Halo 5 on the shelf and be like, that's the fifth game? Why would I play that? Oh, there's a mess. Oh, I have to play all those first before I can play this? There's a lot of people that wouldn't. You did. I was... I mean, part of it is because I was just late to gaming in general. Sure. Like, yes, I grew up, I grew up playing sports games. That's what I did. Sports and COD. Sports and, and I was bad at COD. I'm horrible. At, you're not well, horrible. Not, not anymore. I was going to say, okay. yeah, you're not horrible. Modern Warfare 2, I think I rarely went positive. Like, oh, rarely. That was, was a good game, too. I was not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, like, first-person shooters were never my strong suit. Sports games is, like, where I lived. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're good at sports games, though. Let's not get shit twisted right now. So, like... Halo and Rainbow Six, Halo 5 and Rainbow Six were like first person shooter introduction to me besides Modern Warfare 2 where I really like, I was like a dumb gamer back then. I was the kid who just ran in, not paying attention, not thinking of strategy, just just running around having fun. Like I didn't think like Modern Warfare 2 wasn't like try to get the best scores, six shots. It was just right. like, I'm just here to have fun and do crazy weird things. Fuck yeah. And it didn't like, it obviously didn't result in me doing well, but I had fun while exactly. doing it. And that's what mattered. It was a fun game. But yeah, so like trying to get into competitive shooters, mm-hmm. Rainbow Six and like Halo 5 was my thing. And yeah. You got uh, in deep I, with Siege, man. I did. You did. Um, But but anyway, it's just, I do feel like I'm late to this Halo thing and I. I don't know. I just, I wish I could have been there in the heyday just because sure. like, it I, was awesome. I just, yeah. Um, I, and I've said it before. I'm not a huge fan of the like competitive 
previous games, I do feel like it was it feels slow. But I think if I would have played them then, you'd have a bigger appreciation for them. Yeah, because I started with COD and running and all the craziness, and then yeah. Halo Five just felt like a good transition a little bit. Um, right. You still had abilities. I don't know where I'm going with this point. I kind of lost track of rambling no, at this point, but no. What I'm going to say is is that a. I'm glad that you joined in. Like honestly, I really am because with if you hadn't, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, I wouldn't be able to talk. I wouldn't like I talk about Halo all the time anyway, but I wouldn't be able to sit here across from my best friend at this desk. And talk, just shoot the shit about Halo every single week and have listeners and community members talk to us as well and just continue that conversation. I wouldn't have any of that. And like, so thank you for joining in. And I speak for everybody else as well. Fuck the haters. But it doesn't matter if you came in late. It doesn't matter at all because the fact of the matter is you found your Halo. Halo 5 is your Halo. And that's awesome. That's awesome. There are other people who are in the exact exact same boat as you. There are people who think Halo 4 is the best Halo. There's a lot of people that would shit on that notion, but... I feel like like there's a lot of people that would shit on the Halo 5 notion. Exactly. There's a lot of people that shit on the Halo Reach notion. This guy. (laughs) No, but seriously, it's... You know, I talk about how much I hate Reach all the time, but like I have appreciations for what Reach did. Not Armor Lock and not Bloom, but there are a lot of aspects that I love about Reach. So if Reach is somebody's favorite Halo game, who am I to fucking shit on them for that? At least they are part of the franchise. At least they're part of the community now. You're included in that. So don't feel like you came in late because you didn't. You came in at the exact time at the exact time that you needed to. All right. And we're happy to have you. I guess um my my train of thought kind of caught up with me. Sure. And I was just like I know I uh, I came in late, but I do have a huge appreciation for the franchise. Yeah. And I just like I'm re- I want Infinite to be so good. Oh yeah, and we all do. It it doesn't really matter to me at this point if it's like, if the story's sprint, no sprint, if, you know, it doesn't, thrusters, whatever, it doesn't I matter. I how that conversation's still I just, going. I just want it to be, like, I want that emotional ride with the Chief. Yes. And I get people said, oh, you know, Chief, Chief was emotional during 4 and 5 and all this stuff, but I want to be able to, it, it doesn't, I don't need Chief to be emotional, I just want to have the emotional experience through right. the game, be connected, like. I felt so connected when I played God of War. I don't know why, but I did. They made, and I nobody ever thought they'd be saying this, but they made Kratos a likable character. Yeah. And if you've played the previous God of War games, he's not a likable character. He's not, like, he's screamy mad guy. That's that's what he is. Yep. And in the new one, he's a, he's a dad. Right. It's 180. Exactly. And you see him being a dad. You see his son go through shit that he never thought he'd see his son go through. Yeah. Like they, like when they first talked, they were not, like not adventuring far from 
home and then all of a sudden it was this giant journey right and they they have like that resentment towards one another as well mm -hmm. because the the mother dies and it yeah that game's fantastic yeah. if you haven't played god of war go yeah. play god of war that but that emotion from that game mm -hmm. i just i really want that in a halo game right and you know chief's supposed to be this badass military guy soldier but you can still make that emotional connection even with that type of character. Well, military – like, military men and women have been through a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's emotionally – like, it, it – But it isn't – It wears on people. But wasn't Chief designed to be, like, that non – like, the whole – Yeah, he's they, a genetically they, enhanced super soldier. Yeah, of they, course. They brought it up, I think, in the beginning of 5 where they, when they were talking to Halsey about, you know, did, was Chief beyond the par parameters? You know, he was created for this. And, yes. Um. Maybe they set that up more, but maybe he breaks that. I don't know. I don't you know. You need to listen to uh, the Hunt the Truth podcast. Yeah. It's very good. Like, very good. It was the promotional material before 5 released. Mm -hmm. And it it's what made everyone think that's what the story of 5 was going to be. And then it wasn't. Uh, and a lot of people were upset. But maybe seriously, we're getting you, maybe you we're getting there. To that podcast, it's really really good. Maybe we're getting there in six. Could be. Maybe five was just the lead up. It very well could be. I don't know, but like there, that's. I am. I would be one hundred percent fine if they made Chief a little bit more emotional, because I don't care who you are. Like when you're dealing with war times for that long, yeah, that's got to have it. So when you lose your one and only companion. You're one. That's your one companion. It makes sense. Like, sure, you see Sergeant Johnson every now and again, but he dies in three. It's like, you're one and only companion who's been with you from the very beginning is torn away from you. Think about that. What? I want to make a reference so bad right now. What? Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah? You got upset that Daenerys lost her shit. No, I but, didn't. I already knew well, it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen, but like, yeah. it's exactly like she lost Masande. She did. That was her one and only companion oh, from the yeah, beginning. Oh, yeah, that was big. I think there was kind of... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. Back um, on the Game of Thrones talk. No, uh, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from, though. It's... But... And I'm not I'm not trying to, like... I'm not even going to make that reference. I'd be way too deep of a cut. Um, But when you have your one and only companion torn from you... Yes, he's a genetically enhanced super soldier, but that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And you get a little bit of that in five. Like, see, go ahead. From, from my perspective, I haven't, like, I don't see Chief as being emotional about going after Cortana. I just see it as, hey, he's always had that mission to get back to her. Yep. And that's, yes. that's what he's doing. He's getting Cortana back. That's in his mind what he's trying to do. Sure. And uh, he feels like, yeah, he has to go after his one and only companion. So in five, again, we're not there yet, but and this isn't spoiling anything. He, so Cortana is trying to get you. Yep. Okay. Yep. She's just trying to get the master chief. She wants him. At the very beginning of five, he is, wait, am I just seeing things? Or is she actually alive right now? Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Then determines, oh my god, she's alive. Yeah, I want to go find her. Like, what the fuck? Of course I want to go find her. Because she sounds okay right now. Like, this is weird. 
She was like glitchy and dying and shit in four. And now she's okay. Yeah. I want to go see her. There's going to come a turning point. We've already basically seen the turning point, but where it's, it's more of, he's not necessarily going to try to find her. He's kind of trying to go and confront her. Yeah. And again, we're not there yet. We only have three missions to go, but we'll get there. Yeah. You'll see that point. So I need to finish it to get the final information. No, 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 no. I, I agree. It's, but no, he, he is on that mission. That is his mission. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. Any other predictions, things that you've gathered, things you want? I think we, we went pretty deep tonight. We did. We did. Um, so again, I know we're a competitive uh, podcast, so looping it all back into our main themes here on the show, I have a question to ask you. We've oh. talked about it before, okay? We have a release window. Yes. Fall 2020. Okay, it's releasing with the with the Scarlet, all that. We have over a year, okay, until this releases. I personally don't think three can sustain the competitive aspect until that. What are your thoughts? What happens? What are your speculations and predictions for the future of competitive Halo until Infinite releases? Well, we're seeing it now that there's a Halo 3 tournament and then a Halo 5 2v2 side tournament. Right, so we have the side tournament. Do you remember when they did the Halo 3 2v2 side tournament and how much hype there was around that? And it brought Halo 3 back. Yes. I mean, what if... You think the same thing can happen for 5? I'm skeptical on it, but I'm just saying, like, what if... Because you've seen people... I think people have a little bit more of an appreciation towards 5 at this point. It's from what I've heard every Halo life cycle game. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen, like, the the picture, I mean. Halo 5 sucks. A year after Halo 5 is, like, officially cut off. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I've heard the same thing about Reach and all this other yes. stuff. Um, I just think that it's possible. You've seen a lot of competitors drop off of Halo because just Halo 3 is not their thing. Yeah. Maybe it brings back some of these pros that we've seen before. Very well could. And brings back their fans. Because in, in this age of content creation. Yes. Streaming, YouTube, so on and so forth, yeah. Individual competitors can bring in their own fans rather than a team. Right. I'm an Envy fan. I root for them. I'm a Reciprocity fan. Yes. I'm a Tox fan now. because I used to hate Tox. Yep. When they were just the... Because I'm a type of person who always roots for an underdog. Sure. So, like, I hated the Tox optic CLG. They always won. Until Splice came along, yep. then I found myself rooting for them just because of the the legacy they had. Yep, um, which is amazing, um, and they've proven they belong there. So I become a Tox fan. Um, so maybe we see some of these older pros come, or not? I guess it's a weird statement right now because old pros Halo are Five pl- pros, Halo Five pros are playing. Yes, yeah. Maybe we see some of these guys come back and compete and it re- ex- brings back excitement for that game. I also, I love the spectator mode in five. It's great. I just wish they would put something like that into MCC. MCC. And I don't think they will. I think it's too far past that. I agree. Um, 
and I, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say because three does seem to fizzle out or has fizzled out. Yeah. There's a lot of people saying, oh, Halo 2 is better than three. Why don't they play Halo 2? I don't know if the demand's there. Right. I think it's, I think there's a much higher and still is a higher demand for three than there is for two. I think the only reason why we're hearing a lot of people clamor for two is because it just hasn't happened yet. But, but we have like, it seems like a vocal minority want two. If you talk to Silos, Halo 1 is the best competitive game ever built. Sure. And I and I would be... Silos, I'm sorry, but I would just be fine if there was a, a side... Side Halo 1? Yeah, like a side yeah. Halo 1 2v2 tournaments that take yeah. place. I'd be perfectly fine with that. I would enjoy watching that, but I don't want it to be like a main stage thing. Here we go. I got it. Go ahead. Reach is going to be added to mcc it'll be the first one on pc so you don't have a specific game tournament you have mcc tournaments where they have halo 1 2v2 halo I silos t- literally talked about this oh he did discord yeah i was gonna make a point of that too <laughs> I, I, sorry silos i don't read discord as often as i should have i think it was i think it was silos who um, said it. but then you just have everything right and people can and that's gonna be really tough for honing in viewership and whatnot but just have these MCC tournaments where people can play what they want. Then you have the best of the best competing in their game because there are so many games now and maybe one emerges as the best. I mean, we're still watching the smash tournaments, right? Yep. It's all ultimate. No, not it's melee. That's what I meant to say. Oh, we were in ultimate now. It's melee is the top dog. Maybe there's a halo that emerges as the top dog eventually. But you have all the games there, because why not? People like what they like. Josh, any thoughts? I mean, I agree. People like what they like. And it's the... I'm trying to find out... Here we go. Okay, I found it. Perfect. Okay, I'm just going to literally read this from Discord. I know we're going long, but hear me out. Nebraska Halo states, really excited for Halo Infinite Esports. I also think they should do a Halo CE2v2 at every major uh, Halo Infinite tournament. Heavy Rainfall states, I think Silo would agree with me when I say only if it's not MCC. I state, more Halo is good Halo. I would also be down for this. Heavy Rainfall then says, they should just do a solid week of Halo tournaments. 2v2 CE, free for all Halo 2, 4v4 Halo 3, 1v1 Halo 4, and BTB Halo 5. Okay? So then I say that I want Pro League back, blah, blah, blah. Silo says, says, Imagine a Super Smash Con, but for Halo. Play every game, have some of the jump map kids or speedrunners there, have show matches, it would be sick. So I said, Silas, that sounds like a fucking awesome idea for a final event before Halo, uh, before Infinite releases, kind of like ushering in a new era. Um, and then Silas says, I've salivated about an event like this forever. It'll never happen, but I can dream. It's one of the reasons why MCC was so disappointing to me. It would be the closest we get uh, to an event like that. Instead, all the Halo 2 kids went to Project Cartographer, Halo 1 kids play X-Lan or just Lan Original, Halo 3 kids play whatever, and Halo 4 kids don't exist. (laughs) Uh, Get some of the old casters back, have a 24-hour venue, give like a six-month notice of the event, and if all the equipment is provided other than controllers, I can guarantee a ton of Halo 1 and Halo 2 kids would make the effort to go. And then I said... I know this may seem like a cop-out response. I have an infant child, but if I was, cl- but if it was close, I would 100% be there. That sounds like an amazing opportunity. I immediately think of Halo Outpost Discovery, but for competitive Halo fans. I think 
I agree with you and I agree with Silas 100%. If they had an event that it was just every Halo game, tournaments taking place for each one, and they have it, like Silo said it, like a 24-hour type event situation. Old casters back. It's streamed the whole thing. I, like I said, if it was close, I would try my damnedest to be there. Yeah. Because that seriously feels to me like it would be Outpost Discovery, but for competitive Halo fans, not lore, not lore fans. Right? You'd have everything there. You'd have all your favorite competitors there. You'd have all your favorite casters there. It would just be the best competitive event that has existed. It would, that'd be amazing. Again, Silas, I agree with you. Do I think it's going to happen? More than likely not. But I think that that HCS Invitational was definitely an insight as to cool shit that they, that can happen if HCS puts their minds to it. Yeah. And they've even come out and said that they loved the the feedback that they got from that event. And it was kind of like a testing for things that they're thinking about for infinite. So we could definitely see some of the, some of the more show matchy type situations going on. And, but for right now, I just think we get the side tournaments that take place. But yeah, I, honestly, and you know me, I love Halo three. I would be perfectly fine if they brought back five. I would. Because you're right, the Observer mode's fantastic, and you can ask Dom about this. I've been on the record to state that I actually think Five's multiplayer is one of the best in the entire franchise. If not, the best. The movement, the... Yeah, there was that heavy aim debacle, but I do love the multiplayer in Five. I haven't played it as much as three, and three holds that special place in my heart. But in terms of progression, I do enjoy five quite a bit. So yeah, I would definitely be for that coming back. And Halo 3 making maybe taking that side side gig. But I think a Halo 1 2v2 at every event, not just infinite, but like just every event that goes on now, I think that'd be awesome. And you know what? I would be, I think it'd be kind of cool to see a Halo 2 side event as well. Not the anniversary maps, though. Like, just pure Halo 2 action. It'd be cool to see. I'm rambling on a lot. Is there anything else you would like to add before we move on? I think that's it, man. All right. We went, we, we had a good discussion there. That was a lot of good shit. And we brought in the, the Discord, too. Yeah, that was even better. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. Will, it's time for some shout-outs. Finally. Yes. Got? So first and foremost, happy birthday to Rain. And uh, I'm still drinking the Rain Energy Drink. No, we're not sponsored. Hey, G Fuel, get at us. Um, What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're like, Rain Energy, G Fuel, get at us. Yeah, because I don't want to be sponsored by Rain. I want to be sponsored by G Fuel. I think they're good. I mean, I, I like think G Fuel is better. Uh, and it's healthier. You may probably. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah, that's right. JG Fuel, get at us. All right. For the second time. Fuck off, Mountain Dew. I'm just kidding. I actually like you, Mountain Dew, but no. Hey, G Fuel, get at us for the third time. Okay. And then I uh, also wanted to give like a general shout out to everyone within the community. Um, whether you're a content creator, streamer, you're 
tournament organizer, you listen to this show, or just spreading positive vibes, you're all amazing. And yeah, I say it all the time, but to everybody that listens, thank you very much. It really does mean a lot. Um, yeah, that's it for the shout outs. And now it's time for some community creations. First up, we have Meme Monday, like always. It's on Reddit. If you haven't checked that out, you should give that a shot because it's always there and it's always great. Then we have the SWAT Nation community highlight. This is a tweet from SWAT, uh, from Halo SWAT Nation, and I quote, The amazing Samurai Simeon brings us today's community highlight with the spicy Kilimanjaro. Don't forget to follow our Instagram account and submit your clips to clips at SWATNation.net if you want to be featured. Then we have Daily Twitter, cli- uh, Daily Twitter Clips Volume 9 by Scud Puddle. I wanted to give a special shout out to his, uh, to his thumbnail on that video. It is actually really fucking good. And... Yeah. I really like the clips as well. The funniest thing was him getting ran over by the vehicles three times. Oh my god, row. that was really good. That was really good. Or when he like goes in the uh the lift on Guardian. Oh, and it just a couple falls? times he just falls in. For no reason. <laughs> yeah, it was so fucking funny. Um because it's it's happened to me so often. And I'm like, oh my god, that still exists. I totally forgot. I wonder what causes it. It's you're just at that wrong angle. Oh. That's all it is. Like if you jump into it. And if you hit it at the wrong angle, you'll just not go the full way. Same thing happens on the uh, the lift to go over to camo on Guardian. Gotcha. Same exact thing can happen. Um, and then also, if you grab camo and then jump like onto top mid, if you hit the lift at the incorrect moment, you'll fly off. Um, next up, we have uh, Puckett's Winter Wonderland 2019. So this is not necessarily by Silos, but he did, he was able to capture the videos and uh, post them as a full playlist on YouTube. So Silos, shout out to you. Go ahead and check out that Winter Wonderland. It's awesome. Um, okay. Two really big ones. And I want to put a special uh, like community highlight on Pixel Flare graphics. His name's William. Hell Another yeah. One. Yep. Yep. Uh, we already we shouted him out before um on those halo alerts remember oh yeah yeah like the difficulty badge alerts yep okay so will william went above and beyond like unbelievably above and beyond so he came out with a 3d halo skulls pack okay and this is a tweet from him and I quote, All skulls on. Want some cool 3D Halo skulls for your uh, fan Halo gamer stream? Look no further. Lots more inside. Contains gold and silver, inactive and active skulls of various resolutions. Good luck. And includes a link for free. Absolutely free. Okay. He went one step further. But not one small step. This is huge. Will, I'm going to ask you to do something right now. Yeah. Okay. Click on the link for the tweet that's under Halo ODST 2 UI concept and watch that. Oh, I already did. You did? I watched it earlier today. Un-fucking-believable. Yeah. So literally what William did was he created a proof of concept for what, 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 we, what he would call Halo ODST 2. Full UI, like main menu... Mission screens, skull screens, like uh, roster screen, animations as well, 
and like an animation to start the mission up. It is unbelievably well done. And you want to know the fucking coolest part about this whole thing? It was all animated. Oh, yeah. None of it was code. It was all animated. I already put out the tweet, but if there's anybody that is on, like, if there's anybody that works at 343 that listens to the show, first of all, hey, what's up? Uh, but oh, seriously, we already said that 343 is hiring earlier on in the show. Okay. Now, I know that y- you guys at Halo probably don't, like, just pluck people out from the community to go, like, work there unless they're, they're on the pro team or whatever. But in all seriousness, I haven't seen something like this in a very, very long time. William did this in his absolute free time. He's put out content packs for free for people to use on streams in their content creation. If there's one thing that I can say right now with the platform that we have, regardless of how large or small it is, if anybody from 343 is listening or if anybody is listening that has ties to 343, you guys seriously need to consider hiring him. Oh my god. It literally looked like it could be the fucking game. Yeah, it did. I was blown away. Like, I, we're on the internet like 24-7, right? But this stopped me in my tracks. And I'm like, this is one of the coolest most dedicated things I've ever seen, not just for Halo, but in video games in general. The work that William put into this is unbelievable. So seriously, they need to consider hiring him. This is fantastic. All right. Next up, we have an interactive Halo esports map. This is by Moses. Another great... Moses... God. Another community shout out here. Moses, love him or hate him, He's been doing incredible things for the competitive esports community in Halo day in, day out, in his free time, not looking for anything in return. And his next creation was a, uh, was an interactive esports map of events that have taken place around the country and around the world. So check it out. It's in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. And uh, he included a tweet. I'll read it. And I quote, I made an interactive Halo esports map that has every major tournament dating back to 2002. Credit at Halo Gamepedia and its volunteers for providing the data. And the link's included as well for the map. Just unbelievable work. And then, of course, it wouldn't be an episode of HCS Pro Talk without the Clips of the Week number 6 by High Tech Redneck. Go ahead and check that out as well. She posts them every Monday. And then finally, we have the Virtual Halo interview with Jacob the Bear. This is by Virtual Halo. If you're not following them on Twitter, please leave them a follow as well. And check out that YouTube link in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. And that does it for the community creations. Will, it's running pretty late. We had some great discussion about Halo. And now, like we said earlier, it's time to ride off into the sunset. Will, plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and others as well. Leave us a reveal and let others know about the show. 
You can join us on Discord, join the community discussion over there. Lots of great community talk about everything Halo. You can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for HCS Pro Talk on your Xbox. We are on the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Book of Faces, the Tube of You. The Tube of You. Oh my god. We're on Mixer and Twitch as well. We have our own esports studio page. Search for HCS Pro Talk on those platforms. And Josh. Yeah. We made it. We did. We're done. Not quite. What's on the next show? <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're going to have a new topic. And again, I say this all the time, but just going to put that out there as well. If anybody has an idea for a topic suggestion, please join our Discord. Go to the HPT Topic Suggestions channel and leave your suggestion for a weekly topic. We may choose yours next. But yeah, before we sign off for the night, just want to give one last reminder. Halo Bowl 3 taking place this weekend saturday starts at 4 p.m central time mixer.com slash mudcat check out the stream donate if you can it's all for the kids it's all for the children's hospital it's all for those go-karts not a literal go-kart but like a gaming cart for the hospital yep yep it'd be really cool if they race go-karts in there though <laughs> but you know that's not gonna happen whatever uh but no seriously if you have the means to please donate if you can it's all going towards a phenomenal cause scud puddle's gonna get shit on and it's unfortunate but tasman is not gonna be teabagged just every time you get a kill on their team just teabag real quick because you know tasman's gonna have to watch it back i hope so oh boy do i hope so we'll let him know we will um all in friendly competition we're all we're all good friends outside of this. It is. So. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 78 of HCS Pro Talk. We want to thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week where we talk a lot more about Halo. And what's better than that? I'll tell you. Fucking nothing. But until next time, bye bye